And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. This is episode one of season nine. Tonight is Wednesday, January the 4th, 2023. Happy New Year, everyone. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel. I'm doing well. I'm coming at you as usual from uh, New York, New York. Uh, My hot take tonight has to do with the Red Sox and their uh, recent, just an hour ago, it was announced that they had come to terms uh, for a contract extension agreement with third baseman Rafael Devers for 11 years, $331 million. And I'm very excited about this and I want to talk about it. But my yeah. hot take, my hot take about this deal is that this deal got done because last week, or maybe it was, it was like two days ago, they held the winter classic at Fenway Park, which is the right. annual hockey game that they play outdoors. And it was held at Fenway Park this year. It was between the Boston Bruins and the Pittsburgh Penguins. And John Henry, the principal owner of the Red Sox, also was the principal owner of the Penguins. And he went to the game and got aggressively booed, <laughs> starting from him getting out of his car to like all the way through the stadium to his box. Just really, really seriously booed. They put him up on the Jumbotron massive booze and so you know these billionaires have really fragile egos so I'm, yes. i think that the booing uh you know it like dared him dared him to open the purse strings and sign devers right <clears throat> yeah that's good that's also why billionaires don't go out in public very often right because they get booed booed. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah fragile egos all of them do you know how john henry made his money no but i can find out yeah no i saw some images of that winter classic hockey game did the bruins win it no idea yeah i don't follow hockey yeah who cares but i did see kind of what i thought was some cool pictures of the bruins showing up to the ballpark in old-timey red sox jerseys yeah, and the and the penguins were in, yeah. in pirates jerseys. Yeah, I thought that looked kind of cool. I was into that. Hockey fans fucking love those games. I know they've had them at Wrigley. They had one in Lake Tahoe, which looked pretty cool. So good for them. I don't care or follow hockey at all. So that is what it is. But yeah, let's uh let's circle back around because I wanna I wanna go into some details about this Devers deal when we talk some more free agency later in the episode. Um, Before then, ladies and gentlemen, my name's Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign. My hot take is board games are fucking fun, and I love them, and I want to get back into having board game nights. Got to spend the holidays with my family in Oregon, and all I did was drink watch college football and play board games with my family and it was great and i found out today that clue have you ever played clue Uh uh-huh yeah you know what i'm talking about right the mystery board game yeah yeah they came out with a new edition of it this today as of today and Clue has gone woke, Sam. They're like all different races and ethnicities, and everyone is talking about Miss White, who looks like a cool, hip, young lesbian, and she's not a maid anymore. She's a chef. She's Chef White. 
Oh. And, uh, you know, Miss Scarlet, <clears throat> black. Professor Plum looks like he's, he's black also and looks like he's 28, maybe. Like, he's a young, wearing, like, really, like, uh, not hip, like, you know, his purple suit. But do you know who Jadette With, like, purple tweed with, like, leather patches on the elbow. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really yeah. excited about it. I'm also really excited about conservatives getting furious about it for some dumb reason, you know. <laughs> right. I loved that uh, game as a kid also. Yeah, I liked that game when I was a kid. I'm watching this TV show right now called The After Party. Have you heard of it? No. It's on um, Apple TV, and it's pretty good, but it's like a clue it's kind of like Clue. So it's a. Uh, it's based on Clue, I guess. Okay. Is what I'm is trying it, to say. Sure. Is it like reality TV or is it a, a, a show? No, it's a comedy. It's, it's like a, comedy. a. Yeah. Yeah, the movie Clue from the '80s with um, Tim Curry in it. I don't know if you ever saw that. That was one of my. I think favorites. I did and promptly forgot it. For being honest. Okay, that's. That's legitimate. Uh, that was one of my, I mean, not favorite movies, but I love it. It's really weird. Right. Um, I remember, yeah. I think I saw it and was disappointed in it for some reason. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Sure. Totally. Totally. And see, but I used to, I guess, before COVID, really, like, I was in, we'd like hang out once a week. I'd hang out with my friends and we'd play like nerd board games i forgot uh -huh. how much i liked that i want to get back right. in right yeah do you are you a risk guy i was a risk guy when i was in high school i played a lot of risk i don't think risk is not that good of a game though because it takes uh -huh. so long it just takes forever it takes forever i would and play people are like Oh, this game must be good. It takes yeah. 12 hours to play. And, like, it takes 12 hours to play. I remember playing with my, my buddies in high school, and we'd stay up all night playing Risk and have to go to bed. And then it's like, okay, let's take a picture of the board so we remember what it looks like so we can set it back up in the morning the same way and continue our risk game into the second day right but it was like a a polaroid or something <laughs> exactly yeah like you take a picture and then you have to go get the film developed before you can start playing again i feel like we had flip phones in that era i don't know 1998 maybe oh, no i didn't get a i didn't get a cell phone until like 2004 right uh, the other terrible thing about Risk, which is also true of Monopoly, is you at, at a certain point in the game, one guy has all the stuff, and so you know he's going to win. But the game still goes on for the game's the, not over. Yeah. The game's not over for three or four more hours, and that's. You know, you could just surrender, but we never would. The game would just last forever. But you know, like, and that, I'd usually be the loser, and I've got, like, my last stronghold in Australia while right. the other dude has the rest of the world conquered. That was You're just, like, smoking clove cigarettes and yeah. playing Risk. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> risk is not a good game, but... Um, it it has spawned so many great games. That's really cool. Let uh, me ask you this question. Yes. You ever played this game called Go? Yeah. Yeah. That's Except a good game. I never I never got really into it, but I've played it. I know how to play. Yeah, that's a good game. Yeah. That's an interesting game because you never capture any of the other guys' stuff, right? You're just trying to get to the other side of the board. No, you're thinking of checkers. <laughs> no, no, I'm not thinking of checkers. Go. Go but is... Um... Just moving. You, you can jump pieces, but you don't take a piece. A piece never comes off the board, right? 
Now you're thinking of a different game. Or maybe I am. What are you thinking of? Not Go. What am I thinking of? I think it's called Go. Because this game, let me look it up. This this game I'm thinking of, you don't move pieces at all. You just put them down. And there's like a big grid. And you like put, it's black and white pieces, little stones. And you put them down on this grid and try to occupy territory. Yeah. And you can take the other people's pieces if you surround them with your own pieces. Okay. I think you're right and I'm wrong. So what game am I thinking of? Now we both have I, don't, I think it's checkers. No, I know checkers. I'm not thinking about checkers. I think what you're thinking of is checkers. Yeah, no, I'm thinking <laughs> of the right thing. It's you're thinking go. of the right thing. What game am I thinking of? Anyway, the game I'm thinking of is really it's like played on a <clears throat> On a six-pointed star board. That's Chinese checkers. That's Chinese checkers. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Right. Which and, they maybe have renamed at this point. I'm not sure. Yes. Chinese checkers. Stone Homer. It's of German origin. I don't know why it's called Chinese checkers. It says it comes from Germany. That's the game I'm thinking of. Uh, yeah, this game Go is really good. Uh-huh. Um, it's like the original board game. Okay. Um, I know what you're talking about now. I was thinking of Chinese checkers. Yeah. But anyway, it used to be that in China, they would go and, you know, back in the day, they'd have these like feudal battles. And sometimes instead of fighting, the two generals of the armies would sit down and play go together. And whoever won just won the battle. That was like the. That's cool. That seems like a good we should do that more often. Right. Um, anyway, it's a good game. You should check it out. I think you could get really into it because it seems with each turn you just put down one rock uh-huh. and that's it. But it gets like super complex sure. as the as it gets larger. Because you're really you're just trying to occupy territory. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Um yeah, we did I we should do a whole episode on other board games because I've got opinions. Um, yeah. We haven't podcasted in a while, right? We haven't podcasted since before Christmas. Holiday break. Yeah. yeah. Holiday break, which we usually do. I'm not too worried about yeah, that. Yeah, this is episode one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, shout out to people kept listening to the podcast, though, so I really appreciate that. Columbus, Ohio, Brisbane, Australia, Dresden, Germany, Las Vegas, Nevada, Quinon, Vietnam, uh Tehran, Iran. That's oh. yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Shout out to uh Iran. I think it's it must right. have been all the soccer uh content that we were doing. Maybe. Yeah. I feel like there's just some need for escapism over there these days. <laughs> yeah. Right. All the hardships of like the government crackdown and the protests and everything. Just right. Kind of the stupid American sports podcast. Yeah. Um, what what does the what do they call the ruler of Iran? The not the Shah, the Ayatollah. The Ayatollahs just yeah. like locks himself in his bedroom and listens to dump on the ump compulsively to like <laughs> get away from his reality. That would be a good novel or something like in a like radical Islamic leader who's also just a fanatical baseball fan. Yeah. <laughs> He has a secret room in his palace that's just like decked out in Red Sox gear. Exactly. He's got a signed Manny Ramirez jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, I'm back on Twitter, right? So I want to be listening to the podcast. Nice. Uh, The new handle is at umpdump2005. So follow us on Twitter. Um, I have found most of the old follows. Up, you know, in the last couple of weeks, back up to 230 followers. We tapped out at almost 1,200 before got banned for nonsense reasons that I'm still mad about. Right. 
So are you on there as much as you used to be, or you feel like you're using it less now? I was using it less until Christmas when I was just sitting around my parents' house watching football all day and tweeting about it. And so I got to right. get off that heroin again. You know? Yeah, I got to say, it's just the uh, Twitter is the worst these it days. Is. It is the worst. It, it's gotten a lot worse also. Um, but, um, I think, I don't know how much I talked about it on this podcast, testing out the other social media apps and none of them quite do it for me, especially I was on TikTok trying to get into TikTok and TikTok is absolutely terrifying. Right. Yeah. I think I mentioned that on the podcast. I still find it that way. And Instagram, I can't get into. I did create us a Mastodon account, but there's only like five. Mastodon is like an open source version of Twitter. And for a while, there was all this talk of, okay, let's all bail on Twitter and go to Mastodon. And there's only like five people on Mastodon. So, <laughs> so it's super boring right now, but I'm hoping that more people might join that what do you do uh anyway, i don't know what mastodon is i've never even heard of it it it's it looks it's like a it's like a clone of twitter okay but it's not owned by anyone like well like kind of like wikipedia right it's 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 open source so open source right? gotcha but right now it's mostly like liberals complaining about elon musk taking over twitter and posting their screenshots of Twitter. <laughs> right. I do not recommend. You didn't like Reddit, right? I think I'm going to give Reddit another shot. But I think I've got to read Reddit on my computer. I think I try reading it on the app or on my phone. And I don't know. I can't. I get like too long, didn't read. And then the threads don't make sense to me visually. Yeah. But, yeah, it's kind of like a combo between Twitter and like WordPress or something. Well, more just reading, yeah, right, longer form yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to try to post on our WordPress blog more frequently this year. That's one of my New Year's resolutions. We also have the Facebook page, which I think I want to try to put more like videos and shit up, and so that I can not spend so much time on Twitter and the Instagram. I've been posting a lot more on Instagram also. So check that out. I was looking at Instagram earlier today and for some damn reason, Yomin Mercedes posted his home run that he hit last year on that three Oak count that got him in trouble. I think that's hilarious. Like that's two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Two. Yeah. Cause it was COVID year. Right. (laughs) Three, almost three years ago. Right. Anyway, I love that guy. I guess the best. So follow us on all those social media applications. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. You know the drill. Uh, And thanks for doing it. We really appreciate it. So Sam, like just a couple of days ago, you and I were texting about the Devos deal. And the headlines at the time was the one-year deal that the Red Sox and Devils had decided on a one-year deal for $17 million to avoid arbitration. And you were really depressed sounding when I was talking to you about that. Yeah, I thought that they weren't going to get a deal done. Yeah. And that one-year deal, it should be noted, has been taken over by this new deal like this new deal starts this year not next year right so now you're feeling a little better right yeah well we you know we talk about um these we talk about this a lot on the podcast or at least i do about the kind of importance to a team's history to have main characters and yeah. how, you know, Babe Ruth for the Yankees or Mickey Mantle, Ted Williams and David Ortiz and Carl Yastrzemski for the Red Sox. Um, 
Frank Thomas, maybe for the way. I don't know who you guys have. Yeah, definitely Frank Thomas. Um, Paul Canuco, maybe Jim Tomey. Oh yeah, Canerco. Yeah, I mean, really, it's the the world. It was whoever was on the two thousand five World Series champion team is kind of uh, held in that high regard. Jermaine Legend. Guy. Yeah, it's different because the white. I mean, I know the Red Sox were you know, the coast team for so long, but, you know, the White Sox are, are traditionally not a good team. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Anyway, I think that, you know, we lost, we had three players homegrown who had like real potential for Hall of Fame discussion, right? Mookie Betts, Sandra Bogarts and Devers. Right. And, you know, Devers is not the greatest defensive third baseman, but he's probably the best third baseman in the American League right now, anyway. Right. <clears throat> um, and he's only 26. Right. And um, it just seems like, you know, the way that the offseason went this year. Five years from now, like halfway through his contract, it feels like it could look like a bargain. Um, sure. And halfway through his halfway through his contract, he's going to be thirty-one years old. So, like, you know, what we're talking about is, I think it's a worthwhile investment um, for the team. So I would agree. Saying. Yeah, and and then we have this guy that we can build a team around. Um, and the problem with the Red Sox is that they just, and I feel like part of the reason that we've been losing out on some free agents that we've been going after is that players are like, I have no idea what this team is trying to do. Like, I don't want any part of that. Whereas now they have this guy, Devers, who they dedicate, like, committed to for a long time to, like, build a championship team around. Um, and I feel like that's going to go a long ways towards a appeasing fan base and also, um, and also, you know, giving direction to the franchise. Yeah. And appeasing the fan base is kind of a big deal because like no one gets pissed off the way Boston fans get pissed off. Yes. It's just, you know, I've never, like, if you go to Boston, it's like everybody's wearing, like, a Red Sox hat and a Patriot jersey. Like, I've never been to another city that's like that, where it's just every everyone's got a Red Sox hat, you know? And that's so fascinating because I've been to other cities that are like that if the team is doing well or if the team, like, just won a championship in the last year or two. But that's not the case in Boston. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Like if they're I mean, hot. before, during the curse years, everyone was right. You know, Boston was those baseball town until the Patriots started doing so well, and now it's kind of like a split. Yeah, uh, and you know, people really like hockey and basketball there too. But yeah, it was always it's... kind of a Red Sox town. Right, right, right. Plus, they're the New England Patriots, not the Boston Patriots. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's fun. I totally agree with you. I just, there is something cool, you know, when I went to Phoenix or I went to Milwaukee, right, when their NBA teams were doing really well and the city is like stoked about it, right? I, I went, right. you know, like that's a cool city feel when the Milwaukee Bucks are, you know, going to the finals or in or, or in the conference finals and the whole city is rallying behind them kind of feel. Uh, right. Which is different than what you're saying. I understand that, but but it it is a cool experience. I'd like to I'd like to experience it sometime, really. Um, <laughs> someday. Someday maybe. Um I had a question uh, for you and I am blanking on the name of the pitcher that the Red Sox just picked up just before the Devils deal because Yavaldi went to the Rangers. Corey Kluber? Corey Kluber. 
I wanted to get your opinion on that because to me that seemed like a total sideways move. Like like that Kubu didn't seem like an upgrade on Yavaldi to me. No, I don't think so either. Um, he's a little bit older, and it's kind of hard to tell, right? Because Corey Kluber, he's two-time Cy Young Award winner. Um, and two or three-time Cy Young Award winner. Um, and he's just kind of – like, I like Corey Kluber. He's a good pitcher. He's still a good pitcher. He's you know clearly not anywhere close to where he was when he was when he was playing for Cleveland and just striking out 15 guys a game and pitching nine innings. Like I, he carried my fantasy baseball team a couple of years because he just would pitch complete games all the time. Uh-huh. I think the deal with him now, like he started 30 games for the Rays last season, which is good, but I think he averaged five innings, a start or less maybe, which is not good. Um, and his numbers were good. It's like, he doesn't walk people. Um, he still strikes people out at a decent clip. And, and uh, but I just don't think that he has the kind of length that he used to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. He had, I'm looking at his page right now. He pitched 164 innings last year. Went ten and ten with a four three four ERA, and only an eighty four ERA plus. That's not good. He's won two Cy Youngs, twenty fourteen and twenty seventeen. Yeah, twenty seventeen. He was amazing. Um, He's a good. He was a good pitcher. He was a really good pitcher. Right. Um, and the the what the Red Sox have the best. 2016 pitching staff in the majors then right yeah, exactly um and the red sox yeah the thing about the red sox pitching staff is that they have like 10 starters it's crazy um so i would imagine they probably will be trading trading some some form of starting pitcher away mm-hmm. <laughs> at some point before the season starts. Because they have, let's see, the old guys, they have Chris Sale, who should be healthy to start the season, James Paxton, who should be healthy to start the season, Corey Kluber, uh, Nick Pavetta, mm-hmm. and then they have um, – Bello, is that his name? He was a rookie last year. Really excellent stuff. Had some control issues. Um, and then they have Whitlock. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, they have Tanner Houck. Still- uh, Whitlock and Houck, they said they were both, they were going to stretch them both out to be starters this offseason. Uh-huh. Uh, um, so that's seven. And then they have like three or four guys who will be ready for, um, like who are in AAA, who are ready to kind of contribute at the big league, league level. So, and they've got Kenley Jansen, right? Kenley Jansen and Chris Martin, maybe is his name. Okay. Uh, Kenley Jansen's old, but he led the National League in saves last year. And Chris Martin is old when he had like an ERA of two last year. Uh, and he's a setup guy. So, in theory, the back end of our bullpen is much improved from last season. Yeah. That'd be good. Maybe not finishing last in the AL East again. Maybe I, you know, there's a, there's a lot of maybes on the Red Sox pitching staff this year, um, and you know, it just it seems like the way that they're talking about the farm system, the Red Sox pitching and the farm system is that we're just a couple of years away from having 
a ton of really good young pitchers in the majors. So interesting. We'll see. Um, which is maybe why we're just signing all these old guys. But it really just, you know, we were like fourth in the league and run scored last year. Right. Yeah. And and finished in last place in the AL East. So. Right. Yeah, we talked about that. It's the it it was the closers, right? You you or not just the closers, your your entire bullpen couldn't and do the it. starters. And the starters. yeah, just pitching, pitching all around. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um Interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I did see this was actually, I think this was before the Devo signing. I saw uh, a, a Red Sox fan account on Twitter. They were asking if Alex Cora was going to be on the hot seat this year. I thought that that would be impossible, but is it? Uh, I don't know, maybe. I guess too. I feel like that's a possibility. Yeah. Um, he, you know, the Red Sox didn't do well, and it's usually the manager that goes first, you know? Right. Well, I guess he'd be the pitching coach, probably. In that case. Uh, but people love him, you know? Right, yeah. And and he's got a lot of goodwill built up, even with the Thank you. Astros, you know, whatever fell on him regarding the Astros cheating scandal in his one-year suspension. But, right. But you guys have gone through popular managers before very quickly, so I guess... Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I personally don't put the blame on him, like put the blame on the front office and the manager and the ownership, but that's just not how these things work, so... Right, 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 right. Um... Okay, can I talk about Ben Attendee for a little while? Yeah, do it. Yeah, so uh, the White Sox, Chicago White Sox signed, for, uh, you know, officially, it had been in the, it was first reported December 16th, but just officially sealed um, yesterday. Uh, ben Attendee is signing a five-year, $75 million deal with the Chicago White Sox which is, again, right. the contract in team history in terms of overall value, which is absurd. Like, the white $75 million is the largest contract the Chicago White Sox have ever given out, which, you know, again, means that they're not up with the, the big boys in terms of spending. Right. It's, the, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Devers' contract is the largest Red Sox contract by quite a bit in both right. years and value. And it's, what, $300 million? $331 million in 11 years. Yeah, 11 years, $331 million. I bet you the Dodgers and the Yankees have gone higher than that, probably. Anyone else? Texas, maybe? Uh, well... That's Mike Trout, I think, signed for 14 years and 400 and some odd million dollars. I think that Mookie Betts' deal is bigger. Right. Uh, Aaron Judge. No, Aaron Judge is nine years. Oh, okay. More money, but less less years. Right. Well, okay. Well, the White Sox, I'm just saying the White Sox are cheap. Uh, the contract <laughs> is really really weirdly structured. So Ben Attendee will receive a $3 million signing bonus. Then he'll okay. get paid $8 million in 2023 and then $16.5 million each year from 2024 to 2026 and then $14.5 million in 2027. Um so I don't know. So he gets not much money he's supposed to you, then it goes up and then goes back down. Which is odd. I don't know why they did that. Um last year Ben attendee left-handed hitter slashed 304, 373, 399 with 23 doubles, five home runs, and 51 OBIs in 126 games for the Kansas City Royals and the New York Yankees. 
and he will play outfield for the White Sox. What do you remember where he played for Boston? Uh, left field. Left field. Okay. <clears throat> and he's 28 years old. So I'm very like mediocre about this deal. Um, we needed another outfielder. He was an all-star last year. He's a good hitter, but he doesn't hit for power. He doesn't, he's not a, a slugger, uh, which was a big weakness last year. We were one of the worst slugging teams in Major League Baseball. And in right, and you lost your best slugger. And we lost Jose Abreu, our best slugger, right. So I'm not quite sure what like another kind of high average, low power guy is gonna do if do for us. Um and like you said, if this means we get to DH Eloy Jimenez, that might be worth it all in itself. Own. Right. Uh which hopefully we'd be able to do. Wait, he's playing right field, you said? Uh, no, no, I think Ben Attendee's going to be in left field. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he's a left fielder. Yeah, he'll be a left fielder. I don't think he has the arm for right field. Oh, okay, I was wondering. <clears throat> he's, a, he's a decent defender, though. He is? Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, that, I would that, say he's above above league, league average would be my guess. I don't know, you know, defensive metrics are a complete mystery to me, but <clears throat> the uh, but he's good. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that's that's you know, I'm it, I I guess it makes me feel a little bit better, but I'm still anxious, and I'm also anxious because. Um, the White Sox have this annoying habit of signing dudes in free agency and then they crash and burn. Right? We keep signing, like, oh, yeah, Cesar Hernandez. He ought, Well, we traded for him. He He's having a pretty good year and then he is terrible for us. So, no more Mazzara. Oh, yeah, you know, this guy could be an all star or, you know, be a, a good bat. No, he has like one of the worst seasons in his entire career. And then leaves and goes to the Dodgers and is good again, uh, which I think says something about our coaching staff. And we have a completely new coaching staff this year. So maybe that problem will be solved. I have no idea. Right. So with uh, Ben Attendee, I was asking on Twitter earlier today, what's our, what's our lineup look like? And it looks like uh, Tim Anderson at shortstop. Andrew Vaughn is going to be moved from right field to first base to take Jose Abreu's spot. And hopefully right. he'll be great there because he's been a great hitter and was defensively the worst right fielder in Major League Baseball last year. Uh, Luis Robert in center field. Eloy Jimenez at DH. Uh, ben Attendee in left field. Then we're stuck with Yasmani Grandal at catcher. He says he wants to have a great year, but he was and like I think he's done. I think he's cooked, and I don't see him getting his power back. Like offensively, he was an absolute disaster for the White Sox last year. Who? Yasmani Grandal. Oh. Your previous biggest signing, right? Correct. Exactly. And we're still on the hook for him. We signed him, gosh, I was just looking at that, a four-year, $73 million deal in 2019. And he was really good for the first two years, and then absolutely terrible after that. But we're stuck with him. And then we got you Just Yohan. for this year, though. Just for this year, right. And... <clears throat> Backup would be Sebi Zavala, who's been seemed okay, but not great. And I don't know if he like can be an everyday starting catcher in the major leagues. I have no idea. Um, and then we still 
don't have anybody to play right field or second base, really. So, yeah, the White Sox are going to go into the 2023 season with two big holes in their starting lineup unless they still do something else. Uh, We had a rookie last year, Lennon Sosa. They might start him at second base or Romy Gonzalez, who's kind of a utility guy. They might play him at second base. And are they trying to explore trade up possibilities for second base? Yeah, I hope so. Um, One of the pieces that keeps getting mentioned in rumors is Liam Hendricks. I don't know. I like Liam Hendricks. I would want to keep Liam Hendricks. But right. That's me. And, and might be a sell high situation, though. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And because you might be able to get like a second baseman and a, rel- a reliever too, if you for, yeah. for Liam Hendricks and like a low level prospect or something like that. Right. That might be a good idea. Um, and our rotation still has questions in it, also. Johnny Cueto is a free agent right now. He was good for us last year. We've got Giolito. Lance Lynn has been mentioned in some trade situations. Uh-huh. Um, Dylan Cease. And then we got Michael Kopech, who's really good when he pitches, but is hurt all the time. And then Garrett Crochet, who's a young, also a young guy, who's really good, but also hurt all the time. So... We'll see what happens. I'm still trepidatious at this point. Not looking forward to it. So know. what do you what do you see? Second place finish in the AL Central? I, I guess don't it's too know. Early, I mean, yeah, it's too early to tell. Um I don't know. I haven't been following really what Cleveland and Minnesota are up to at the moment. Um What's going on with Carlos Correa? Is he going to the Mets or not? I don't know. I think probably. Yeah. I I haven't heard anything about them talking to anyone else. Um, I think that, or maybe they are and no one else is interested now. Yeah. That's a big question I have about that and determines how good the the twins are going to be. Um. Gosh, I was going to say something else. And then, oh, I was reposting kind of because we hadn't done anything in a while. And because, um, uh, you know, it was like an end of the year thing, was reposting some of our best of episodes from 2022. Um, and we made some terrible predictions uh, in during our our prediction episode, our division preview episodes from last year. You definitely picked Boston to win the AL East, and I definitely picked the White Sox to win the AL Central. I had a newsflash for you, Joel. I'm going to pick the Red Sox to win the AL East again this year. <laughs> I just need you to know that. I hope so. <laughs> um, and we both said that Aaron Judge was a fool to not uh, accept the Yankees' offer last offseason. And then he has an MVP season. Yeah, I'll own that prediction. Yeah, me too. I feel Um, okay about it. I feel okay about being wrong about that one. uh, We did correctly say the Mets would not win the NL East. I think we both. Can't bet against the Braves. Nope, no. So uh, it's still too early to tell. Um, Yeah, I think there's still going to be a bunch of moves. Um, And then we'll see. You know, Kansas City and Detroit, I think, will be bad again. But uh, what's Cleveland going to do and what's Minnesota going to do? Oh, Joey Gallo went to the Twins. Right. And Josh Bell went to the Guardians. Josh Bell went to the Guardians. I like that guy a lot. Yeah, that could be a good pickup for them. Oh, and And 
yeah, I forgot that the White Sox also picked up Clevenger, which, okay, I like Clevenger. Was that a trade or did you sign him? Signed him, I think. He could be good. Yeah. He at one point was good. Right. Right, and that's kind of what the White Sox do. They always get these, like, okay, like, I don't know. Maybe, you know, that's just the impatient Chicago White Sox fan in me that just wants them to make the big the big deal, right? Let's go, right. Let's go after Shohei Otani. Let's get Otani on the team, you know? Get one of those blockbuster deals. Yeah, with Devers signing the extension, Otani is kind of it for big yeah, free it was. next year. I did see some Twitter things of like, oh, right after it, it was reported that Devers had just signed that one-year deal um, with the Red Sox, and everyone thought he was going to be a free agent. And I, I saw some of White Sox Twitter being like, let's go get Devers next year. He would be great on our team. And it's like, yeah, I even then I was like, that's not gonna happen. Like Well, you'd have to shell out three hundred plus million dollars. Which we clearly are not willing to do. <clears throat> uh yeah, it was a free agency signing <clears throat> for Club and Joe. Um, so yeah. So <laughs> the, <clears throat> I've told I've talked about the Giants fan right. subreddit right right and, and it was just like as soon as they lost out on Perea, they're like okay we're gonna sign to everything <laughs> so now they're all in on otani and uh so are the dodgers fans on reddit are big into otani dodgers and padres that would be interesting dodgers and giants Dodgers and Giants, okay. Are big into on big into Otani. Go get Otani. <clears throat> yeah. 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 So we'll see. We'll see. Um so I'm definitely going to spring training in Florida in March. But not the World Baseball Classic. Fingers crossed World Baseball Classic. I bought tickets. But it's like through a third party vendor, like it was ticketcenter.com. And they were like, okay, you've got your tickets. The third party vendor will send them to you no later than 48 hours before the event. So like that, I'm a little, I'm like, that sounds kind of sketchy that I've, you know, he's got up until two days before the actual day of the game that um that to to give me the tickets digitally but still like if he doesn't give me the tickets then i'm kind of hosed like then what the fuck am i gonna do uh but yeah i've got tickets to see uh puerto rico versus the dominican republic i think see the puerto rico or venezuela uh, either yeah no it's Puerto Rico versus the Dominican Republic in Miami, so I'm really fucking excited about that game, but I don't know if I'm it's gonna be like spring break in Miami, so I don't have a place to stay. Uh, yeah, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> right. So either I'm gonna sleep in the bus station or shell out thousands of dollars for the last Airbnb in the Miami metropolitan area. But whatever. If anybody's in Florida, hit me up. Give me a place to stay. And also, I'm going to go... I want to go to a... I've got plans. I was looking at the agenda. Go to a Red Sox spring training game and like a Twins are in the same area as the Red Sox. So I was going to go to at least two spring training games. So... uh. Should be a good time. I'll I'll let you know as plans develop. I'm looking at tickets right now. How much did you pay? Uh, it was between three and four hundred dollars a ticket. What for? What game? Uh, the World Baseball Classic. Between 
Dominican Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic. Do you know what day? March 15th. Jeez. Yeah. Maybe I mean, I get... yeah, those tickets are pretty expensive. Like yeah. I guess those are pretty expensive tickets, but they're selling tickets for much cheaper to different games. In Miami, in Florida, in my in because they've got games. I'm in... looking at Venezuela versus Israel on the same day, the fifteenth. Oh yeah, twenty five bucks. Twenty five bucks. Oh, damn. Yeah. Maybe I'll go to the. Well, that's the same day. Well, maybe I'll have to go to an Israel game. Uh, Nicaragua. Nicaragua is in that group too. The fourteenth, Israel versus. The Dominican Republic, 56 bucks. Uh, what day is that? Day before, the 14th. 14th. Uh, maybe I'll try I mean, to You get can that. get tickets to the quarterfinal on the 17th for 64 bucks. Oh, nice. Well, we'll see. I'll let you know. Um, and also, I want to go to spring training games. And then looking at you know, going to the White Sox games. I haven't figured out. I want to do another trip. To see the White Sox on the road, uh, but I haven't decided on that yet. Right. I was definitely spending my holiday looking at their schedule and trying to be like, which games can I go to? Maybe like I've got you have some... the whole summer off, Joe. You can go to any game. I know, I know, definitely. I'm thinking a West Coast trip at the end of June would be the idea, but also. Cool. All-Star game in Seattle, maybe? When's that? June 11th? Uh, July 11th? July 11th. Uh-huh. And That'd be then cool. White Sox at Mets, July 20th. Yeah, you haven't been out here in a while. I know. I want to. The Mets are going to be a fun team this year. Yeah. I would like it if they didn't sign Carlos Correa, but that's okay. Why, why not? I didn't want them to not sign Carlos Correa. It'd just be easier to root for him if he wasn't playing for them. Oh, yeah, because he's an Astro, or does he have other things that he's done that's bad? No, he's just a prick. He's just a prick. Okay. <clears throat> True. Verifiable. Verified prick. Verifiable prick. Right. Well, I mean, we've talked about this before. The Mets are going to be spending tons of money to finish second or third in their division. Right. Yep. To like lose in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Eventually they're just gonna have all the players. Right. That's the that's the plan. Um looking up John Henry right now. We should do a whole episode on John Henry sometime. Yeah, he was a stock guy. That's where he made his money. Yeah. But now he's just a sports guy. But he owns the Liverpool soccer team. Liverpool, he owns a NASCAR uh, team. He owns the Penguins. Um, There's going to be a new NBA franchise in Las Vegas. He's going to own that. Um, Uh, Interesting. So. Oh, that's really. That's all he does these days. Yeah. Who of a fan of the St. Louis Cardinals? Oh, because he's from Quincy, Illinois. Hmm. Cool. All right. Uh, anything else we needed to talk about? Did you? I don't want to really talk about the guy getting a heart attack in doing the. Oh, NFL. that was so sad. It was really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh we, man, what a heartbreaker! I know. I, I think he's getting better. He's still alive. Yeah, he's stable, yeah. but I think he's still unconscious in Cincinnati yeah. at the University of Cincinnati Hospital. That was really sad. It was interesting. It was that day because ESPN, it was college football all day and then into Monday night football. Right. And so we'd spent the whole day watching college football. And then my my folks were kind of burned out. And, you know, I didn't care about NFL football. So we turned the TV off. And then I'm like on my phone and it's, Everybody simultaneously is like horrified at the same time. Yeah. 
I'm like, I think a guy just died. So, yeah, that's scary. Football is scary. Yeah, football's pretty scary. Um, yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Uh, what else? Anything else? College football. Baseball? Yep, we talked baseball, soccer. I wonder if the Mets will trade Eduardo Escobar. For who? For what? I don't know. He's a second baseman, though. And he, I mean, he's a kind of utility infielder type with power. And he was playing third base for the Mets. But if they sign Correa, he's going to be playing third base. Uh-huh. And then there's no spot for Escobar. So we're thinking like a William Hendricks for... Escobar deal? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Red Sox need a second baseman, too. <laughs> oh, you do? Who's your second? Who? Christian Arroyo right now? Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Well, you know, he could be a decent player. I don't know. I, he's a really good fielder. Really, what we need is a shortstop. Trevor Story is an amazing second baseman. Huh. Why don't you have... Right now, he's going to slated to start at shortstop, though. I don't know. Hmm. But it's a weird situation because our number one prospect in the minor leagues is a shortstop. Okay. Uh, And he's like top 10 prospect in all of baseball. What? uh, Is he up to AAA yet? I think that he's projected to get into the big league second half of next year of 2024 2024 okay i think um but oh. so the athletic has korea on the mets roster i'm look, i'm just looking at rosters huh so how does that work if you've got because they also have Francisco Lindor. So, so Correa goes to second base? Third base. Correa goes to third base. Who plays second? Base? Jeff McNeil. And then where's Lindor go? Shortstop. Correa to third base. Jeff McNeil second base. Lindor shortstop. And then Escobar's got no place to go. No home. And they have this guy... Mark Vientos, who's also a third baseman. I don't know who that is. Yeah, me either. But they got a, I mean, the Mets are stacked. Because they yeah. it's Pete Alonso, Jeff McNeil, Francisco Lindor, and Carlos Correa. That's your infield. That's like pretty crazy. That's interesting. That's Because Jeff McNeil, no one talks about that guy enough. He's incredible. Yeah. I mean, he's a perennial batting title champion contender, you know? Right. <clears throat> right. Um, and then in the outfield, they have Nimmo, who they just signed to a big deal. And then I can't remember who else they have, but they have good players in the outfield, too. Uh-huh. I think their catcher is their weakest position. But they've got three catchers. Uh, oh, I just was looking at the roster and I lost it. Who who are their catchers? Uh, they've got Alvarez, Narvez, and Nido. Nido. Nimo. An idea. Oh, catcher, catchers, catchers. Yeah. Um, okay, I wanted to look up one more thing and then we should stop because now I'm just on my phone looking up stats again. Uh, but Eduardo Escobar, he's 33. He's been all over. He started with the White Sox in 2011-2012. Last year, he hit 240 with 20 home runs and 69 RBIs. He hasn't he was an all-star in 2021 with the Arizona 
Diamondbacks and the Milwaukee Brewers. And he hit 28 home runs and had a 253 batting average. His career OPS plus is exactly 100. Hmm. That's cool. Can he play second base? Who? Eduardo Escobar. Can he play second? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, he can play second base. Looks like he spent most of his life at third base. Yeah. But he can play second base. Hmm. I wonder what it's like to be a perfectly average baseball player in the major leagues. <gasps> like, <clears throat> 12 years, he's hit 254, which is average, slugging 743, average, OPS, I mean, OPS 743, I mean, because OPS plus is 100, so by definition, average. He averages 20 home runs a season and 78 RBIs. It's pretty good. I know. I know. I know. To be a to be a by definition average baseball player at the major leagues, you have to be an amazing athlete. Right. Okay. Anyway, I wonder if they're trading him. Probably not because he can back everybody up. Utility infielder who could play post second or third. Yeah. That's something you don't want to lose. And then they've got this other guy that uh, they had another Mauricio, Ronnie Mauricio, who's a shortstop, but they could play EFA. Oh, he's only 21. Ronnie Mauricio. I wonder what they're going to do. Yeah, I bet you he gets DFA to sent down to the minors because they really don't need another uh, infielder. Infielder, yeah. Ronnie Mauricio, he has no stats. He's Dominican. He's twenty-one. He's uh, looks like he's never played in the major leagues. Oh, he played for Lise last year. Hit 287 in the Dominican League. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> they should get that guy. <laughs> yeah, the Red Sox really need a shortstop. That's what we need. Go get a shortstop. There are lots of them out there. Not really. This was There's a lot of people looking for shortstops right now. That's the problem. Yeah. This was Twins gonna... need a shortstop, right? Red Sox. And, you know, San Diego's just hoarding shortstop. Right. <laughs> They're just, like, snatching up all the shortstops <laughs> to destabilize the market, I guess. That's a, good, that's a good plan. I don't blame them for that. They should do that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Um, all right. Let's cut this off. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. Let's do foot. Ball. Let's do some football next two weeks, because this has been okay. our like third consecutive talking about free agency. Yeah. So we've been doing a lot of baseball free agency, which is good for baseball. Part. Yeah. It's a little boring. It's a little. We should boring. also do top of the crock. And we should do top of the crock. I have not been cooking lately, but yeah, me neither. Uh, I I could talk about all the great things my mom made. Uh, for Christmas, maybe had some good food over Christmas, so let's plan on that. Um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. It's been Dub on the Up, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Go buy Clue, go buy Go, Woke Clue, Woke Clue, Chinese checkers, even though it's not Chinese, is a fun game. Uh, backgammon. You could go play backgammon. That's a good game. Uh, I never got into backgammon. It's a good game because it's luck and skill. It's like a 50-50 luck and skill game. Right. Now, these are the games like go and chess or 
all skill. Backgammon, there's dice involved in gambling, which is great. Right. Um, do you ever play a game called Othello? Like the Shakespeare? Yeah, it's named after the Shakespeare. I don't know why, but it sounds a lot like a simple version of Go by how you were describing it. Um, Go is the simplest game in the world. Right. Well, Othello is played on a real small board, more like like six by six or five by five. I don't know. Oh, okay. And it's only it's like it, it's like you're playing like a tic tac toe, but when you trap the other guy's pieces between two of your pieces, you flip them all to your side. Gotcha. Yeah, go is kind of like that. I think I haven't played in a long time. All right, we should play some go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for Sam, my name is Joel. Thanks so much for listening. Happy New Year. Have a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Hey.